0: G'day, 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 everyone. I'm Jack and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. It's the end of day 27 and coming pretty close to one month in now. Uh, Today's topic is the value of discipline. As you can probably tell, I value discipline (laughs) and that's the main reason that I'm doing this podcast. I actually as funny as it sounds, don't really mind if nobody listens to this podcast because the true value of doing it is for me to stay disciplined. I was watching a couple of videos on YouTube yesterday about coding bootcamps and I was just shocked to to kind of be reminded about how much they cost. You know, you know like they they're around like the 10 to 15, maybe sometimes even more than 15 grand mark in cost. And they run between eight and 12 weeks. So it's you're paying a lot per day. One of the guys that I have been watching a lot on YouTube recently, he has a video where he talks about how he broke into the industry in seven months. And part of that was using a coding bootcamp for eight weeks, which he spent $10,000 on. The thing about it is that he says openly that you don't need the bootcamp to get the information. You can all the information from the bootcamp can be can be achieved or can be acquired so easily, using either free or really really cheap, you know, Coursera courses or Udemy courses. Um, that like there's hundreds of courses that cost under fifty bucks uh, if you buy them on a special that can give you the same information. The thing that you pay for with the coding boot camps is the discipline, the intensity, the focus, the, um, the environment. It's like, that's the thing that you pay for. And if you break it down day by day, it's worth $178 a day for eight weeks. That's quite a bit, if you think about it. And I, that's why I wanted this to be the title of this episode, because it's so easy to forget how much people are willing to spend on and how much even you might be thinking or considering spending on getting the results. like you want you want to get the results and that requires some measure of focus and discipline and and effort and intensity and consistency, right? So um, that has that has real value. And for me, I don't have access to a bootcamp. I'm I'm living in Bali and uh, it's COVID and it's hard to travel. Also, I don't have $10,000 that I can drop on a bootcamp right now. Uh, so the value of discipline is very high for me uh, if I want to get actual results. Anyway, that out of the way, Jack's hack. I'm super excited to share this hack with you guys <laughs> because it's... It's like one of those two birds with one stone's kind of thing, um, which I'm really excited about. Treadmill walking. So <laughs> I've never been much of a walker here in Bali because there's dogs everywhere. There's like millions of dogs in Bali. And if they don't recognize you, then they can bark at you and just be a bit troublesome. Um, and also, I mean, it. <laughs> To be honest, like there are some really lovely places where you can go walking around here, but you just scoot everywhere. Like You always have your scooter, and if you walk somewhere, then you have to walk back to your scooter to get your scooter and then drive it back home. And so in, inevitably, most people here find themselves just driving everywhere and never walking. If you have a Fitbit, it's pretty embarrassing. It's like less than 3,000 steps a day on average. So I wanted to start walking, and I realized that in the, in the gym, on the treadmill, you can put your treadmill on an incline, like a pretty steep incline, and just drop the speed down. And then you can have your phone in front of you, and you can be watching YouTube videos. And it totally, totally works. And so for the last two days, I, I experimented with this, and I thought, huh, I wonder if I can start um, crushing my way through my Udemy courses while I'm just walking on the treadmill. Because walking on the treadmill is a great way to recover from being sick and also um, to you know burn fat, makes you feel good. it it just clears your mind. It makes thinking so easy. Like the clarity of thought while you're walking is just so high. You get so many ideas and you're able to focus. That's the thing about the treadmill is that there's no distractions around you. You don't have to worry about, you know, like dogs coming out and like, Scooters and traffic and things like that. You're just in a completely focused environment, and hopefully you have a nice view. But even if you don't, who cares? Because you've got your phone there, and you're watching YouTube or list or listening to a podcast or uh, watching some Udemy course course videos. And so I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to try and do this every day because it's just it's. It's very effective at just keeping me focused. It's like a time box that you can't really, uh, you can't really get out of. I mean, you can, but it's it's just very effective. So that's that's my hack for today. Give it a try. If you have a gym membership, try try like watching some some educational content while walking on the treadmill. Great for fat loss. Great for health. You get your steps in. Really nice, steady heart rate. You get a huge sweat going, and you feel amazing afterwards. Uh, and you you get to learn learn things while you're doing it. So yeah, really great. I know you can also do the bike uh, as well, the elliptical, um, but uh, I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I might give that one a try next. So, I am also kind of obsessed with optimizing at the moment, and. Since I started putting a little bit more effort into continuous education going into my ears uh, in the form of podcasts or audiobooks, even though there's no really good audiobooks for programming, or otherwise, um, I'm really focused on having that going, uh, just using my time wisely and listening to content that could be helpful. It's one of those like 1% better things. but the the headphones that I have at the moment are just not loud enough, and so I decided a couple of days ago that I will get the AirPods Pro, which have noise cancellation, uh, which my current ones don't have my, my current ones don't have noise cancellation. And now that I have the iPhone, it just makes sense because it's everything integrates much better when you <laughs> when you only buy Apple products. Um, so I made that decision, and after this, Podcast, I'm going to go for another trip into Denpasar, back to iBox and pick myself up a pair of AirPods Pro so I can hear my hear my content while I'm in the gym on the treadmill and there's music playing in the background. Also, my little iPhone versus Android obsession, I think, has come to an end. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's glad or glad about um, and progress update. So the main bit of progress that I have to report today is I'm getting better at using Xcode and I'm getting better at navigating through other people's code and breaking it down and understanding how to find things and where th- where things are. Um, and one of the cool features is that you can highlight well, you can highlight anything, but if you just double-click on like a variable word or a function name, um, just any kind of object, if you double-click on it and highlight it, you've got some options in the menu. One of them is to jump to the definition, which will just straight away just jump to where that thing is being declared or defined um, for the first time in the in the code, and that enables you to. Um, understand like if let's say they're just calling a function and you don't know what the function does and you have like you don't want you you don't want to like scour through the code looking for it and maybe it's called in different places um, just to give some context, there's like fifteen files in this project, and so if you're looking for something it can be pretty tedious to try and go through all the different ones. hopefully they've got good names so you can get an idea of what's going to be in the file based on the name. Uh, which these ones do, that I'm working with, think, thankfully. But if they didn't have good names, then, then you would revert to the search feature, and you would probably find it that way. But this is just a nice little way of um, just jumping to where it's defined, and then you can read through it. On top of that, it's also got this show quick help menu, which if it's a an apple software api it'll just show you it'll it'll just give you all the information about about that api and you can even you can even pop up the developer documentation and go a bit deeper into things as well so xcode as it turns out has some nice little features that definitely make make uh, working in xcode a lot smoother and a lot nicer. Um, and for me, I think it's just down to learning them and getting better at them. I am finding it really hard to um, to change the code. First of all, you need to understand what things do. And even above that, you need to understand how the code is structured and, and how how it breaks if you change this or that, uh, which I don't yet. It's Swift is an interesting language that has a lot of things that I'm really I've never seen before. Um, So there's that, but it's also just really hard to find where things are if this is not your project. Uh, Given that there's like 15 or even more different different files that have the classes and the functions defined, so it just takes. So I'm that's what I'm finding right now. This. This takes a long time. It you have to, you have to go in and you have to, okay. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to play an audio file that reads out. I've just recorded my voice uh, that reads, reads out the name of the prediction that's being made. So this Yoga Vision does has two different poses that it's been trained on. One of them is Mountain Pose. The other one is Plank Pose. And when when it's on when you've got your phone. On the, on the ground and the camera's facing you and it's doing live predictions, you can't read what it's printing to the screen. And so it basically needs audio. <laughs> if you want to have any kind of meaningful feedback that the user can understand, it needs audio. And so I'm trying to, I already did the recording of the audio, but now I'm trying to find where I write the code to ask it to play the audio. Obviously, you want it to play the audio after it makes a prediction, but it's it's not easy i mean I, I'm not finding it easy anyway to to find out like the the right place in the code to inject my new code. so that's what I'm working on right now. I'm sure I'm going to crack it pretty soon, but in the in the process of doing that, I've definitely understood this code a lot better, and what I'm finding is that it's not a linear, it's not really a linear process you don't like just start at the top file and then like read your way through all the files, you kind of, it's like organic. You kind of go between the files, between classes. Because you don't need to, you don't, I mean, if it were a bigger project, you you wouldn't do that. It would just be too much code. You Ideally, you focus on the code that you need to understand very well. And, and you just work with that. Um, so... Yes. <laughs> I'm getting better at this, but it's it's not easy. So that's my progress update for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I will talk to you again tomorrow.